Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. It's 9.01 in St. Louis. Character and Smallman. Your time check brought to you by Clarkson Jewelers, an officially licensed Rolex jeweler. And right now, if you respond to Michelle's latest post on her Instagram page, and that is at msmallman, S-M-A-L-L-M-O-N, and use the word, Michelle? Butterball. Respond with the word butterball. <laughs> You'll get a $15 certificate towards a butterball turkey at the store nearest you that sells butterball turkeys. Yes, it's in the story. Reply to the story. And the first one, somebody might have already beat you to the punch, but the first one gets the certificate. Let's head to the Brown and Crouppen celebrity line. Jesse Rogers covers the MLB for ESPN.com. He's based in Chicago. And Jesse, it's always good to have you with us. Thanks for taking some time. How are you? I'm good. Good morning to you guys. I, I talked to a couple fans yesterday of the Cubs who were surprised, and I had heard a couple of Chicagoans on our station saying that they wouldn't be surprised if Theo Epstein wasn't back for the 2021 season. So when word officially came down yesterday, how did you react? No, I, I definitely was not shocked, and, and I understand from the outside looking in, it, it, it definitely sounds surprising because here's a guy with a, a $10 million contract for next season, and also, how many executives move on, you know, on their own, right, without being fired? That's usually not how it works. But Theo has kind of been foreshadowing this sort of move for a while. And I think over the summer, and he mentioned this in his press conference yesterday, between the labor problems, the COVID situation, the Cubs are in a bit of a transition. I think, I think this year sort of got to him, and he just figured, I'm going to take a year off. Uh, yeah, I'll forego that salary, um, but I don't have to have the headache of, you know, putting together a team in the COVID era, payrolls are getting slashed, office employees are getting cut, including the Cubs. And I just feel like, um, yeah, he left a year early in one sense, but I think he was always probably going to leave around now anyway, whether it was November, April, next November. Um, it was in his window of, of, of moving on, and he just decided to do it now. So it, it wasn't surprising within Chicago, really. And Jesse, the guy that's now in charge, Jed Hoyer, has worked in lockstep with Theo for many years. But what is the difference between Theo and Jed Hoyer? What can Cubs fans or Cardinal fans or people who pay attention to the NL Central expect out of Jed Hoyer? Well, they're very similar, and that's why they work together so well. I mean, in, in terms of their baseball ideals, right? And, and uh, they're, certainly their leadership style will be different. I think Theo is, stands alone in terms of articulating a message. I mean, he's as good as it comes. A lot of people think he should be a politician because he can really get his message across. He doesn't want anything to do with that right now. But, um, and I don't think Jed is as good in that department. And very few are. I'm talking about standing up in front of a microphone. You know, Addison Russell's accused of, 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 of uh, abusing his wife and, and suspended for it. I mean, he has to speak for the team, and Theo can do that as well as he can talk baseball, right? And he's so good at articulating a message. Um, Jed, I think, is as good in terms of baseball, but I don't know if he's as good in terms of uh, things in front of a microphone. But you don't win championships in front of a microphone, right? So he's got to, um, uh, I think, 
add uh, someone to the to the group that will complement his strengths. Uh, but I do think he's capable uh, in terms of the baseball day to day. He's proven that over the years, and and certainly worked well with Theo and learned a lot from Theo. So now he needs a second in command to complement him. So that's the goal there. But I don't think much changes in terms of baseball. They were they were very alike in their in their ideals and the way they they see the game. ESPN's Jesse Rogers with us on 101 ESPN. And Jesse, is Jed Hoyer and whoever succeeds him as GM, are they going to have to disassemble what Theo and Hoyer assembled? Essentially. I mean, that's a good way of putting it. It's a little dramatic, but essentially, yeah. I mean, they have a core group of players, as you guys know, won the World Series in 16. It's the same group. I'm talking offensive players minus a few tweaks. It's Brian. It's Rizzo. It's it's Schwarber, it's Bias, it's Wilson Contreras. It's the same group for the last half decade that has kind of stalled on offense while approaching free agency. That whole group, four of them at least, are going to be free agents a year from now. Uh, Wilson Contreras, two years from now. That's a lot of guys to be free agents at the same time. So they've got to figure things out before that happens. You can't just let four guys walk without getting much for them other than maybe a draft pick. So, yes, they have to disassemble a few things because timing is not on their side, but also production is not been on their side. So it's twofold. They need to do it to, to, to sort of figure things out for the next half decade, but they also need to do it because the offense isn't very good right now. So it's a real mandate to change things up for a lot of reasons, including dropping their payroll. You don't fire 100 front office employees and then increase your payroll, and that's what the Cubs and other teams have had to do, fire you know, lay off a lot of people that that screams of of layoffs in uniform as well. If you get my meaning, there's going to be some payroll reduction. Jesse Theo mentioned that he wants to spend some time with his family, take a year away from baseball and just figure out his next move. And he's going to have a lot of options. You mentioned politics, maybe down down the road. We know he's really into philanthropy. He would be great broadcasting, providing a certain uh, level of expertise there. But do you think that he's going to wind up back with another team? He mentioned that there's a third chapter and that baseball is his passion. Uh, So do you think he's going to return to baseball? And if so, what role do you think that'll be? Yeah, I do think he'll return as a number one, um, maybe with part ownership. I, I don't think I, I do. I, I, I think he likes the day to day. I think he likes to to build. He mentioned that in the press conference yesterday. He's built two championship teams, contending franchises that were formerly known as losers in Boston and Chicago. Um, he he could return with a with an ownership stake, but I don't think he'll be someone that has an ownership stake and then does nothing. Why would you do that when you have all this baseball knowledge? So um, he'll be a number one somewhere with potential for, for, for some stake in ownership. I do think over the next year, he's going to help out baseball. He may not be completely out of it. Uh, there's a big labor problem on the horizon with the new CBA. And I, I, I don't think we talk about this enough. I think executives should be involved in this kind of negotiation more often than we think they have a hand in, in player and player development, and then, of, of course, they have, a, they have a closer relationship with ownership. I think executives could play a big role in the next CBA, and a guy like Theo not associated with a team could really come in handy. So I don't think he's going to be completely out of baseball. I do think he'll, he'll do some philanthropy and I, and, and while keeping his hand in, in the game and then in a couple years get back with a team, whether that be in an ownership stake or it's just a president of baseball operations somewhere else. I think he wants to do it a third time. Jesse, one other thing from me. When Theo was hired by the Cubs, 
I think everybody around the National League, but certainly here in St. Louis, we said, oh, the sleeping giant has been awakened. And we thought that the Ricketts family and Theo, they'd spend a bunch of money and they would build a champion, which they did. What sense do you get from the Ricketts family coming out of the pandemic about their desire to spend to the level of the Dodgers and the Yankees? Are are they going to keep that giant alive or are they going to maybe cut payroll like it looks like they're going to do from the pandemic standpoint? Yeah, they're going to cut for now. Absolutely. I mean, they started a new TV network last year. That didn't really realize a lot of dollars for them because of the pandemic. Uh, they claim they lost about $140 million. They rely on 70% of the revenue to come from fans in the stands. That didn't happen, obviously. They bought up a lot of real estate in the area, which was going, which was great when, when people were going to games and then going to bars afterwards. Everything just stopped once the pandemic hit. So they're going to reduce payroll. And, but, but also, like I said, the, the team kind of needs a little retooling. This isn't really the time to overspend. It, it's a time to retool. So it's all going to go hand in hand. Um, they'll probably take a step back within the playoff race in the next year or two. So this certainly is the time for other teams in the division to sort of take advantage. I, I don't – I mean, I was surprised the Cubs won the division in 2020. I think uh, they were so well-prepared coming out of the shutdown, it carried them. But we know that they weren't very good down the stretch, and they do have flaws. I don't see those flaws being fixed in one off season. So, yeah. I do think they take a little bit of a step back and they don't spend as much money over the next year or two. But let's look a half dozen years down the road. If they're in a position, uh, the Ricketts family, to go out and get a Mookie Betts and sign him to a $350 million contract, is that in their DNA? No, I don't think so. I do think they'll sign a guy like Javi Baez, one of their own, um, but it wouldn't be $300 million. It'd be, like, you know, 175 or something, you know, sort of normal, I guess you'd call it. Yeah, they're not ready to do that, but they could. I mean, I mm-hmm. think they could. I mean, anybody in, in the league can. You, know, you just got to move, you know, be an accountant after that. I just don't think they're in the cards to do it, but they certainly do need to build around a player or two. It seemed like Chris Bryant was going to be that guy, but his days are probably over with the Cubs. I think Javi Baez is one guy they're going to, you know, sort of build around at that shortstop position, but you need more than that right now. And, you know, they have Hayward locked up for a long time. Schwarber, Bryant, Rizzo, all within one year of free agency. So, like I said, a lot of decisions to make. I think Baez is the guy they'll, they'll build around, though. Jesse Rogers, you always bring great material. Thanks so much for the time this morning. We do appreciate it, and we'll talk to you soon. You got it. Take care, guys. See you later. That is Jesse Rogers, ESPN.com. Interesting notes from Jesse about the Cubs and where they're headed. Transition time in Chicago. Transition time in the National League Central, don't you think? Absolutely. Isn't it funny to look back and think what we thought the division was going to be heading into the 2020 season, what it ended up being, and where we are now looking into 2021 as we survey the landscape and all of these teams with all of these question marks? And you look at the money that they're going to remove from their payroll. Ryan Braun is gone, and the Brewers still have not completely closed the door on trading Josh Hader. We've seen the Cardinals with... Wainwright and Molina out there in free agency and cutting Wong. And by the way, Wonger was offered a multi-year contract and turned it down Mm -hmm. by the Cardinals. The Pirates aren't even trying. The Reds lose Trevor Bauer. It is going to be a different looking and less expensive division in 21. It certainly is. And I think if the Cardinals are looking around at that landscape, they feel even more confident in their approach because if they're looking at at their team the way it's currently constructed and they say, okay, we are good enough to compete in this division and we know that all of these other teams are also going through a lot of transitions, why would we go out and spend a lot of money now? 
That's Michelle. I'm Randy. Coming up, we're going to tell you who got the certificate towards uh, Thanksgiving turkey. And we've got You're Killing Me, Smalls, on 101 ESPN.